Hello. Hello. Welcome to episode two of Our Weird Life. I am Jodie. My name is Jack. And we're going to talk about Our Weird Life. Yeah. And thanks for joining us if this is your second episode. Yeah, thanks for the return visit. Yep. Just quickly, we're a married couple. We live in Japan. We've been together 10 years, married two, lived in Japan for two. Yeah. Is that everything we need to know? Oh, I'm 28. Oh, I'm 29. There we go. Okay. Well, we just got back from a nice little walk in the mountains, didn't we? Oh, dear me. Yes. We had quite an eventful morning. So we tried to have a picnic, a romantic picnic by the by a waterfall. Yeah. But in the summertime, Japan is infested with massive bugs and things that want to hurt you. Well, we think that because the most thing that we think oh, is going to hurt us in the UK are wasps. Yeah. But here they have hornets, which are like three times the size. That's true. Yeah. And we thought, let's have a picnic by this waterfall that's right by our house. Yep. It'll Why be not? lovely. I've got a lot of saliva going on today, sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was Jack. Um, so we drove up there and we didn't get very far, let's say that. Well, we, we sat down, we had our bag of, we had a sam- well, I had a sandwich. You had what a sandwich, you I had a chicken salad. Okay, a chicken salad and a few packs of crisps and stuff. We put the bag down, sat on a bench and immediately the attack. bugs start coming. Yeah. You had something weird land on your leg. I was wearing these trainers with shoelaces. <laughs> and I felt this thing like on my ankle and I was like, oh, that's definitely my shoelace. Definitely my shoelace. But I thought, I'll look anyway. And I looked and it was this huge beetle type thing mm. with wings. I haven't seen one of those things before. No. Whatever that Me was. Neither. But we were in the... The heights of the mountains. So. Yeah, and there was just so many bugs, like loads. It's like every time you took a bite of what you were eating, you just thought there was also a bug going to fly in there. I'm pretty sure something off. flew in my sandwich at one point. I mean, potentially. Maybe, yeah. And then they when we got back to the car. protein. Oh, wait, wait. So what was the final straw for us leaving was that we saw this ant dragging a caterpillar oh. and then another smaller ant trying to drag the caterpillar the other way. It was fascinating yeah but like okay this is like insect death valley up here let's leave is the situation (laughs) it was like they ain't they ain't playing these insects aren't playing by this waterfall and also there's been a lot of bear sightings recently so so many we were like this is one of those situations where we're looking at a caterpillar and a bear attacks us from behind same thing that happened last week i was fully expecting to see one when we were Driving up there, to be honest. Me too. Or something. I was hoping. Or a monkey or something. Yeah, just anything. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. Um, Yeah, so then we got, we decided to abandon our outdoor activities and go back to the car. And when we got there, there was a massive, what we thought was a hornet inside the car. Inside the car. How that got in there, I'm not entirely sure. Which is terrifying because that means when we opened the door, it flew in. Yeah. Which means it was very near to us. It was very close to one of our heads, probably. Yeah. I think I was distracted because there was like a smaller honeybee thing like on my bag. Oh, you got attacked as soon as you got out of the as car. As soon as I got out of the car. So maybe I left the door open and it flew in then. The irony of this was that we'd just sprayed ourselves with bug spray with the intention of, oh, we'll be fine. Yeah. I think it drew more in. It smells quite strong to you, that bug spray. Mm. So it's, 
And then I think my perfume, the mixture of my perfume and the bug spray was like, they like the perfume, but they don't like the bug spray. So they were getting all confused. I didn't know whether we were coming or going. They're like, I like this. I don't know if I do like it. Yeah. She smells nice. No, wait a minute. She doesn't. (laughs) She smells like (laughs) death. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we got back to the car and there was this hornet in there. Yeah. And... Then we had to like coordinate because we were holding so many bags and empty sandwich packets and God knows what. I hadn't finished my salad, so that was already open. Yeah. Um, so we thought, right, let's put all the food in the boot, in the trunk for those American people. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so we put them in the boot and um, and closed the boot really quick. And then we we're like, okay, just got to let it out. Just open the door, let it out. But then when you let it out, jump in the car so mm. that it doesn't have the opportunity to get back in or for any other bugs to get in. So we did that. Yeah. And then we realised that we left the food in the boot. <laughs> so Jack very bravely climbed in the back seat and got the food. Again, you're welcome. From the boot, mm. just so he didn't open any doors again. In the meantime, we realised that we'd left part of my salad, the sauce packet, because I don't eat the sauce, on the bonnet. What do they call the bonnet in America? The um, the roof hood or something. The, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of every film I've seen where they... Car hood. Open up the... Yeah, the hood. The hood. Open hood, up the hood. For Americans. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you wouldn't know what a bonnet is. Well, a bonnet is also a fancy hat. That's true. <laughs> 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 Lift up thy bonnet. <laughs> Lift up thy bonnet. <laughs> So anyway, there, I left this sauce packet on there and on it was a butterfly. And I was like, Jack, you can't, like, you ca- I can't litter. You need to pick that sauce up. So Jack was driving aggressively forward and then aggressively backwards <laughs> to try and get the butterfly off the sauce packet so we could just bring the sauce packet in. And then he decided, oh, I, f- I forgot something. When he climbed back from the boot, he couldn't get back because he, he was so he's so large he's got very long limbs i had to reverse back mm-hmm. into the driver's seat um and his perfectly round bottom ended up <laughs> <laughs> honking the horn honking the horn <laughs> it was like <laughs> which did not scare the butterfly <laughs> no, absolutely not. so we had to like aggressively put the windscreen wipers on which scared it away and then we retrieved the sauce packet through the window so what an ordeal. What an ordeal. And all we wanted was a romantic walk, uh, mm. picnic, sorry. By the waterfall. By the waterfall. And it was funny because as we were going up there, we were like, oh, we've never been here in the summer. Yeah. And the seasons change quite drastically in Japan. So winter is like there's snow up there and it's really cold. And we've been in the autumn where the leaves are all brown and red and it's really pretty but we'd never been in the summer yeah the landscape totally changed yeah and as we were walking up we're like oh we've never, never been in the summer i wonder why now we know why <laughs> now we know reason. why <laughs> oh dear well now we know what that we just can't go out yeah we anywhere. are forever bound to our house in the summertime i wonder if that caterpillar survived because there was one part where he was really hanging on to this piece of wood and the ant was really struggling to pull him. Hmm. Now, I I think ants are, like, the strongest. Oh, they yeah, they've got, like, a... Thing, I don't like know. Like, a relative body strength for a bloody... They can lift, like, size. a towel block, can't they, or something? Yeah, but the like caterpillar's grip, I have to say, is something to behold, literally. Because <laughs> it was, like, it was grasping so hard onto this piece of wood. Yeah. 
and the ant was like, come on. Like you could tell it was using all its strength. But it didn't know that the other side, there was a smaller ant that mm. was pulling it the other direction. Poor bugger. And he stopped saying bugger. Poor thing. <laughs> it's fine. You can say you can say that. No, it's not a very nice word, is it? Okay. Poor bastard. <laughs> 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 That's way better. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, that, that was that morning. <laughs> you talk for a while. Okay. <laughs> I need to, I've got so much phlegm in my throat. What's going on? <laughs> okay. You got a drink there. So this week, Joe, mm-hmm. I went on Bear Patrol. What? Bear Patrol. Have you been waiting to tell me this all week? I have been really excited. I'm so Daniel. excited. It's actually, <laughs> it sounds way more exciting than it is. Oh, no. So what? I'd finished all my classes for the day. My supervisor comes over and he says, uh, Jack, do you want to go on bear patrol? I just, my ears perked up. I was like, <laughs> oh, yes, let's go. And so Bear patrol. It, yeah, It's like the book, like, we're going patrol. on a bear hunt. I forgot the tune, but yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Um, so we went down into the into the parking uh, parking lot thing. And did you get a stick and a whistle? No. Oh. But we got a car with a siren and a light thing. Oh, yeah. I've been in that car. Have you? Yeah. I asked the supervisor, I said, why do you have a patrol light? Because it was on the floor. Yeah. It wasn't on the roof at the time. Okay. And he was like, oh, to, you know. I was like, oh, patrol. And he was like, (laughs) yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of that conversation. That's the end of that conversation. <laughs> well, so uh, yeah, we would we were driving around the the area because the kids were about to leave school, mm. and obviously no one wants a kid to get eaten by a bear, so we were there oh, guarding. I think I might have seen you. The then. children, oh, really? Yeah, because I saw it going around. I was like, oh, "There's that patrol car." I must have looked like a right goofball because I was. Were you a... driving it? No, I oh. wish I was, but no. Um, my supervisor was driving, <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, my face was like glued to the window because I was like desperate to see a bear. But all you were doing really is driving like, around in the car. Please. We were just driving around. That's why I say, when he said, do you want to go on bear patrol? I'm like, <laughs> give like, me a gun. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, you wouldn't shoot it though. No, well, like in the air, in you the know. Because they, they shoot me in the air to scare him away. Yeah. But I was ready to go out like <laughs> Rambo. Like, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Save the children. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I made Tarzan's noise there, but anyway. um. You felt like, I think that you have this thing in you that you just want to be like a wild, like cave person. Oh, absolutely. I want to be a hunter-gatherer. That's what I want to be. Yeah, you want to live on a farm and like that. We saw this little hut up in the mountains today. Hmm. And it's like, well, there's a lot of houses like this in the countryside that I just abandoned and like it's really sad because they're beautiful buildings or you could see that they once were loved Hmm. but now are just left and jack was like oh i wonder what that looked like like 100 years ago or 50 years ago it's a strange thought because yeah i imagine there was so many more people around and and it looked like animals were living in there like there was like an actual tree growing out the roof imagine if something happened to me touch wood it won't but I think that you'll just go and live a wild life. You'll find one of those old abandoned houses <laughs> and just live alone up in a mountain. That's, that's, that's not even 
That's not even a lie. That's what I would imagine. I would, I would absolutely go and do that. I would separate <laughs> myself from humanity entirely. So and just go what I'm imagining is when they said to you, Jack, do you want to go on a bear hunt? You're like, yeah. yes. Give me a high-vis vest. Give yeah. me a belt. Give me a whistle. Mm-hmm. Give me a gun. Yeah. I'll wear this safety hat if you need me to. Yeah. Um, and you were ready to go. But actually what happened is it was like, do you want to be a passenger while I drive around the school several times? Yeah. Not actually looking for a bear. Yeah. I mean, what would they do? What is bear patrol? Well, like, the, what if they saw a exactly bear? This was exactly my point. So, what was the protocol? What did they say? Okay, Jack, if we see a bear, this, this, and this. No, 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 no. I immediately thought the same thing. I thought, mm. well, okay, well, now we're now we're on bear patrol. What happens if we see a bear? Like, do we get out and be like blah blah and try and scare it away? Um, which is not what you're supposed to do, by the way. And he said, <laughs> he said, we call the police. Oh <laughs> my god! No, he didn't. He did. He said, did we call, call the, the we call the police. So wow. really the point of Bear Patrol was it's just like a, a, a way of walking to find the bear quickly, but with a shield around you. So but the, what the, about the kids? Well, exactly. Does the siren make a noise, at least? No. <gasps> it's just a blue light. It's just a blue light. Maybe it does have a siren sound connected to it. Like it's got that capability. Mm. But why wouldn't you just play it all the time? Yeah, to just like, like cause that's the what bears. they do with the guns, right? They fire them up in the air, yeah, and the bear's like, oh, I've got to get away. <laughs> the bear's like, oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> oh no, go now. <laughs> it's like a Russian bear. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I must go now into the mountain. That was not Russian at all. <laughs> it sounded like Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I must go into the mountain. Oh dear. So yeah, I, I don't even know if it's got sound, but. It was a little disappointing, but the the initial kind of Excitement. you know thrill of I'm going on a, a bear. At bear, least you can patrol. say, "Yeah, I went on bear patrol today." Yeah, and exactly. everyone will be like, "Wow, that's so cool, Jack! Wow, you got to go on bear patrol. That's amazing." Yeah. And I'll be like, "No, it wasn't <laughs> exciting." No, don't say that. Just bear patrol. Just I be like, I can't talk about it. it. Was too. It was too emotional. High confidential. Yeah. Yeah. I could really embellish, couldn't I? Unless you're in the Bear Patrol team. Yeah. Then we can't talk about it. No. We, we can't say what we do. It's special. Either way, that's what happened to me in midweek. But it it kind of leads me on to what I wanted to talk about. Oh, okay. That wasn't the thing. Beyond that. No, no. That oh. was just like a little, little side note there. Okay, go ahead. I'm excited. So we've had a lot of bear sightings recently and mm. I don't really know what got me onto looking into it but I've, I've been very interested in stories and the history of like our local area strangely enough one of the staff at a, a school that we work at mm. came up to me part of the way through the day she said do you know Sumia sensei okay. now do you, do you remember who that person is no okay so last year my parents visited Japan oh. and on the way back when we were going to Tokyo we, mm. we got to our town's train station mm. and there was a very old lady there little did we know that she used to be an English teacher yes. at the school nearby yeah, where we live the schools. her name is Sumiya Sensei sorry Sensei is teacher in Japanese but that's just like the the way we refer to teachers yeah um so I said yes I do and she said well she's written a book 
and it's this book. Oh my god! I won't say our town's name, but for the purposes of this, I'll just say Tokyo's, and then it says Mukashi Banashi, which means fairy tales. Oh my god! So it's our town's fairy tales. <gasps> But wow, kind of you've been keeping this t- from me for a week. For a whole week, yeah. Oh my god, that must have killed it's you. It's been killing me. It's <gasps> um, so beautifully illustrated as well. It's it like is. a bear and a rabbit, um, a snake, and a white dog, which looks like our friend's dog. And so it's now my it's now my endeavour to try and be able to translate it and have some kind of understa- understanding <gasps> oh from the. Oh my god, what the is it illustrated? Can I have a look? Yeah, there's some really cool illustrations in there. It's so cute. <laughs> pretty cool so there's loads of pictures this lady is uh she's 90 years old oh she's 90 i didn't know she was and it was published this year (gasps) which is kind of crazy i need to get her to to sign it jack it's a very brightly illustrated cover at the front yeah with a snake and a a little um tanuki and a guy with a bow and arrow with a bow and arrow and a girl with long beautiful grassy hair but it's a collection of stories from our local area that she's obviously compiled together and um i wonder who illustrated it had published the illustrator's name was towards the front so that was pretty cool Mm. and from that anyway it got me into doing more research about uh more folklore yeah and fairy tales and whatnot of which i'd already been doing so when you think of Japan, who do you imagine was on the Japanese island before the Japanese? Do you think of anyone? No. Nor me. But there was. What do you mean? There was a group of people called the Ainu people. Oh, I think I've heard of them. They but go on. came from Hokkaido, which is the, the northern island mm. of Japan mm. now. And it's very unclear as to when they arrived in Japan. And to ex- for exactly how long they were there. Yeah. But there's a, a general kind of consensus. They were there for many hundreds of years before Japanese people ever came to the island of Japan. Or yeah. what, what are now the Japanese people. They look very different. Really? Yeah, they had different coloured hair. They didn't have just dark hair and dark eyes. They had different coloured eyes. Much more wow. like Western looking than you would imagine, you know, than a Japanese person, yeah. obviously. They had more prominent brows and they were very distinctive mm. from the Japanese. But the fascinating part of it was some of their like culture and practices. They had a, a really strong connection to do with animals, in mm. particular bears. And for them, the bear was a god. Oh. And gods to them inhabited living things. Mm. Li- literally everything mm. had like a spiritual connection to the living world yeah so what they would do they would find or catch young bears mm. and they would raise them as children what they were raised as if they were a part of their family what they would play with them they would feed them they would they were really very well looked after oh my gosh and the most common thing that would happen is that they would release one of the bears once they'd grown up into a certain point Aww. They would release one of the bears into the wild, yeah. believing that that was, you know, it had lived a good life. And so mm. it would go back into nature. And then they would probably sacrifice the other one 
and eat it, I dare say, so as not to waste anything, in the belief that the spirit of that bear would go back up. Yeah. To be a god as it, as how it started its life. Wow. So. That's fascinating. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. I think they had a similar connection with wolves too. Mm. There's actually a whole debate now about whether Japanese wolves even exist anymore because they were literally hunted to extinction. Really? Yeah. The Ainu people, they were here for, it's believed, thousands of years. They would make clothing out of animal skin or fish skin even. Fish skin? Fish skin, yeah. How the would, heck do you make clothing out of fish skin? From the images that I've seen, it's, it's, like a little it's fish apparently hat. possible. Yeah, they would, they would dry <laughs> out the fish, fish skin. <laughs> <laughs> Not with like fish heads on the fingers or something. <laughs> uh, they would dry out the fish skin in the same way that seaweed is kind of dried Just out. Just imagine someone walking around with like a shark head on top of their hat and their head as a hat. <laughs> Mom, you like my new hat? <laughs> <laughs> my fancy fish hat. Look <laughs> at my fish hat. <laughs> they would dry out the fish skin. And I, I think they would they would weave it together basically into mm. a kind of uh, a Very fairly inventive. tough material. But they would like also a leather, wouldn't it? Like I guess so. But what kind of skin classifies as leather? I guess it's any. So would again fish leather? But I don't <laughs> know. Do fish have skin though? Don't they have scales? Don't they? Which is a little different. Well, they still have skin. Their scales are on top of the skin though. Mm. Not anyway, sure something one. else we need to find out after. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so they, they, would, they would just use the environment around them, as you would imagine, to mm. make everything that they needed. Yeah. They would also only catch a certain kind of thing or collect a certain kind of, I don't know, like a, a berry or a, a food at any given time. They wouldn't just go out and, like, massacre the land. They would take mm. it one bit at a time, so use like... it, and then... I think they knew the scarcity of the resources around them, so they used them very sensibly, you know, and carefully. Like if they just went whole hog for one thing, exactly. they would it, stop. They, they would affect stop. the whole ecosystem. Ecosystem, what, that's what, it was. The, what I was looking for. Um, but yet, somehow the wolves went extinct then. Yeah, so from what I read, it took a long time for agriculture to become a process that they, that they were familiar with, like mm. modern agriculture. Raising animals to produce more animals, like that kind of thing. Yeah. That was a relatively more modern process. Yeah. And so as the, the Japanese, as we know them, they came to the main land of Japan. Yeah. Because they were separate entities. Mm. And they started to trade with one another. Yeah. Their practices have uh, started to change. Okay. So they took on more modern agricultural practices. But then things like wolves, mm. which at one point were seen as... Uh, useful suddenly yeah. became a pest and so they had to get rid of them mm, at increasing the levels yeah mm. then from what i could tell there was a general feeling that they sort of coexisted and got along quite well that yeah. there, there were some accounts of i knew people being slaves then it got to towards the end of the 19th century and japan for, for a long period of time had been very much closed to the west didn't yeah. want to let the West in at all, you know, wanted to yeah. have its own empire. Mm -hmm. But it conceded probably when they came with gunboats to the edge of the island and said, let us in or we'll, <laughs> we'll destroy you. Yeah, yeah. Um, and at that point, there were laws introduced 
upon the Ainu people. The whole of Hokkaido was annexed. So there's still and, and Ainu to... people around then? Yeah. Wow. So Hokkaido was annexed and it was added to the main island of Japan. Oh. And there were specific laws that were introduced to stop them from from practising everything to do with their culture. Wow. All the bear rituals that they had and the things that they had to do with catching food and all that kind of stuff. It was mm. it was just eradicated and made illegal. Mm. And they started to have a really tough time. So much so that they were they had to take on Japanese names. They had to stop using their own language because they have their own language. Wow. It doesn't have a written form, it's all spoken. So literally wow. every piece of Ainu language has been passed down from generation to generation. Can anyone speak it now? Yeah, there's a few. But there's a, I think there's only about 17 Ainu people left. Wow. I wonder what they look like. I found some pictures. Mm. And they really do look distinct from... Wow. From a Japanese person, but also from a from a Western... So more like cave type, how you imagine a cave person to look. Yeah, I guess so. brow and... Yeah. I mean, they were the original hunter-gatherers of of, yeah. of northern Japan, I suppose. I think there were some th- there were some laws that were passed fairly recently, within the past five or so years, that recognised them as a no, you know, recognised them as an, as an original culture or something of Japan. And oh my god, there's now like a museum in Hokkaido that has. Oh, like let's a, go! I want to see it. What do you call it? Not a memorial, but a recognition of who they are. Yeah. So I was fascinated to find out that it was... Because I think of Japan and I'm like, it's just Japanese. Yeah, and because it, it was closed for so many years, yeah. it's like... That's all you imagine, isn't it? Yeah, like very like pure, let's say, hmm. just Japanese. Absolutely. Blood, but, I guess, but that's I, really interesting. Did you learn that before you went on your bear patrol? Yes. I was reading about this kind of um, stuff to do with spirituality and Shinto and all these kind of things that to do with, you know, yeah. Japanese culture. And then the book. And then I found about from the bear thing mm. about the Ainu people. Yeah. Then I went on bear patrol. And then since then my head has just been buzzing with all this. So that uh, photo that you've stuff. I've seen you with mm. a couple of times, is yep. that are they Ainu people? Yep. There's basically a picture of a a smallish bear and then two Ainu people standing on either side of the bear, and then to the right of them is a Japanese person who I assume was kind of a tourist, actually. They came to check out what was going on in Hokkaido. I would like to know about... There's, like, um, a very large elderly population mm. that live... I think it's west side of Japan. Is this where there's loads of, like centenarians or whatever the word is for 100 year old people yes and they are uh, I've, I've watched a little bit of a documentary about it but i didn't i don't remember how long ago or when i saw it but it was very brief and there was like um yeah they're just very happy hmm. and they play sports every day and they ride their bikes and they're very much in love with life they they have their own vegetables and you know um and they they all they all live to like a, a really like a really long time, you know. They're obviously doing something right. Yeah, and it's just this little. I don't know if it's an island or just like. I think you might be right. I, I think it is an island just off the mainland of of Japan. Yeah, to the west for some reason. I think it's the west. 
it's funny because there is definitely that um that there is that thing in japan of like when you get older it's not like the end of the world it's that's actually like you sort of should be more grateful or still try to be active you know and like when i i used to ride my bike or run around this park on a sunday and there was elderly people doing um like they used to tie these (laughs) these tightrope things to the trees and balance on this tightrope <laughs> what yeah i told you this right no oh my god i'm sure i did they were but, doing tightrope in the park <laughs> yeah so you can you can buy them i've seen like young people use them too but it's an elastic thick quite a thick band and you tie it around a tree and you tie the other end around another tree so you have a tightrope situation like a, like a bungee rope thing yeah like mean? a bungee rope thing but wow. across a tree and then you like you can bounce on it and you can like jump and do tricks <laughs> and like bounce back on it <laughs> and i swear every weekend uh, when i went ran around this park they would be there and there were n- no young people just th- this group of elderly people no way. and i'd also see on um really early in the morning this other group of elderly people on the same park and they'd play croquet but they'd they'd set it all up and one of them had like this little board with everyone's name on it and it was just the cutest thing. And I just got used to seeing them all the time. So they'd always like smile at me. And I'd run around the park about five times. It wasn't a very big park. Mm. So like every time I ran around, they'd like smile. And it was just really like refreshing that they were there so early, like, you know, seven or six, half six or something like that in the morning. And they were there like hammering these croquet things into the grass. And same with the, the old people in the tree. And they were... They weren't good at it, by the way. They'd always fall off. But it was just really, like, nice to see, you know, that they were, there was a whole group of them, not just one or two. There was, like, you know, a big community of people. And I think that that is the key, is, like, that you stay active and stay sociable too um, and make an effort, you know. And one of these ladies playing croquet was, like, so small and, like, you could tell she was really old. She got, like, a hunched back. It's like she's still there every Sunday. Yeah, you know that's the key, isn't it? You like even when you get you get to a certain point in life where there's there's many things that you suddenly can't do anymore. Mm. But there's a ton of things that you still can, and those things that that like keep you keep you going, keep you. But a tightrope on a tree. I mean, honestly, that's. I, and in they'd one be way, laughing their heads me. off. They'd be like bouncing on it and falling off, and like they'd have like the mat underneath, and they'd just be laughing their heads off. And I'm, yeah. I couldn't help but smile when I ran past them. I'd be, it just made me laugh. No, and I smile. can imagine. Like in, yeah. in one, in one sense, it surprises me because that's a very. It's just something we're not used to seeing. But no. then again, it doesn't because Japan has got this thing about. I don't think they see age as like a hindrance. No. It's like, why should I stop doing this thing when I still kind of can? Or I can yeah. do a part of it. Or I, you know what I mean? I can, yeah. can, I can contribute in some way. Yeah. It may not be the same as a younger person, but I can still add something to Well, I have a good example, actually. So there was a house that we go to quite often. They're friends of ours. And they all live in the house, like the generations, the different generations. And there was um, like a great grandma in the house and she was she was 98 years old she'd always be outside doing something 
she was never just sitting around she was always doing something and she loved seeing us and laughing she laughed all the time she spoke to us all the time in Japanese even though we were like huh (laughs) (laughs) and um and she had this beautiful Japanese garden which was a bit unruly at the same time it wasn't like perfect but it was her garden and she was always in there clipping the plants or doing something and then she'd sit in the middle of it she'd often scare me because it was sort of on like an island and I'd have to go past it to get to work and she'd be in there and she'd be like like she'd scare me often but she was like she's very small and very cute she's not scary at all she's always friendly but and she'd or she'd be like in there peeling potatoes or whatever and actually she unfortunately passed away last year but I feel like she lived a very full life and even up to 98 years old, she was still outside gardening like nothing could stop her, you know. And even though the mom of the house was like, okay, like we need to, these plants don't need to be here or like she'd want to change things, the the great-grandma of the house was like, absolutely not, like these these aren't moving (laughs) or even if they looked a mess or they're in the way or... She always knew what she was doing and she always had her routine, which I think is important. Yeah. But getting to my point is my mum told me the other day we're bringing some furniture into grandma's garden. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. And she, I said, where are you going to put it? She goes, we're going to put it where that flower bed is. So my grandma's got this quite, quite a large flower bed, which she's always taken care of. And I immediately thought of... Um, we say Obachan because it means like, oh, it means grandma. Mm-hmm. We called her Ob- the old lady, Japanese lady. We called her Obachan. I thought of Obachan, and I was like, immediately like, no, don't take that away. Like no. it made me really sad. And mum was like, well, she's she's too old now. She can't she can't take care of it. It's too much for her. So we're gonna take it out and put gravel there, and we're gonna put this seating area there. And I, I, my heart just sank. I was like, don't do that. Don't like, yeah. don't say you can't do that when she can. Because our experience is like, we've seen it firsthand. Like we've, we've seen that you can mm. do that. And like, Definitely. even the grandma of that same family, she was up in the mountain. What was she doing? Picking apples or something? Or something like or that. Or tending to the apple farm and she fell in a hole. And she was alone. She broke her leg. And I don't know, she's in her 60s, isn't she? Or 70s or something. Probably later than that, yeah. Yeah. And she, like, somehow crawled out of the hole and, like, got to the car and, like, called for help. And even after that, they wrapped her leg and they were like, okay, you need to stop doing stuff. Even then she was like, no, 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 I've got to, I'm going out and I'm, and... Our friend was like, (laughs) I can't stop her from doing anything. But she, they have a running farm and they have like, you know, rice fields and apples to take care of. And everyone has their role, you know. And if one of those people stop with that role, it's like, you can't, it's like a machine, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Isn't it funny the the difference that you have in that kind of attitude? Yeah. And, And it made me sad, but. I was like, oh, no, I'm happy that my grandma's getting a nice little seat in the area. That would be nice. But a part of me was a bit sad because I was like, but what about that 
thing that you've had your whole life, that yeah. little patch of garden, which I remember as a child, like helping my grandma weed or plant things in there when the, the spring came around. And I was like, I don't know, it, it's just, it made me quite sad after seeing, you know, because my grandma's in her 80s, so... You know, I'm like, you can still do it because Obachan yeah. did it. And I told my mom that I was like, I was like, she can still do it, mom. Don't, don't tell someone, oh, you can't do that because you're too old. Yeah. Like, you know. like they, they hear it enough times and they'll, they'll believe it too. Yeah. That's just what tends to happen, isn't it? It's, yeah. That's what, I think that's a, that's a very, I don't say Western thing because I think there's a lot of Europeans who like, um, like Italian families and French oh, families, yeah. well, they've they've still got this very much like I'm older, but I can still do kind of yeah. stuff. I don't know whether it's is it a British thing. You know, I, I honestly think part of it's the weather. I know as as British people, we complain about the weather a lot. Yeah, but but rightly so. <laughs> if if it's not sunny, I tell you what, like people's moods are so low. It's like and gloom it, central. Isn't yeah, it? if we have two weeks of sun. Everyone's happy for a little bit, but then it's too hot. Yeah. And just the inconsistency of weather, I think, is is really hard to get a routine mm. because you can't necessarily, like, plan things. Oh, I'm going to do my garden on Saturday. Oh, it's raining. Yeah. So it's frustrating. But here we have, like, rainy season, summer, where it just doesn't rain, and then typhoon season and winter. So you can plan accordingly for that. Yeah, of course. Um. But do, I think they? I think it might, are... yeah. I think it might be a British thing, maybe because I wouldn't be surprised because I, I don't know. Do they, I mean, what about America? Are they like that in America? I'm really not sure. I, it, I mean, I think I think I agree with you that, attack, but maybe it's something to do with living with your family, because they do. I know that. Well, I don't know. This is me just assuming, but. I know just from TV or whatever that Italian families tend to live in generations together, I the same so. as yeah. in Japan in some families here in the countryside. So yeah. maybe that's part of it too, having a responsibility with your family. I think that's the difference. Yeah. It's the responsibility thing. Like Even if it's something as small as I've got um, a load of vegetables, mm. flowers to look after and that's mm. my responsibility as as small as that might be to someone else yeah that's a thing which keeps someone going yeah and especially like if that's your world yeah you know, that's that what you're limited to be able to do but you've still got something yeah and it's yours and you have to look after it if you don't look after it like you know yeah it's your responsibility no i think it is about responsibility so because it's funny you say that because when I I wasn't living here for a little while, well, I was, but I was away for a little while um, in Tokyo. And when I was there, you, the first thing you did was buy plants. It's almost like you have to nurture something in life to feel like... It's like it gives, it, it gives you something back. It gives you an energy. Yeah, no, that's it, so true. In the process of looking after something, it kind of looks after you. So we've recently been growing cucumbers yeah. and we've grown one, the ugliest cucumber you've ever seen <laughs> in your life. And now the plant is like just dying. Yeah, that's unfortunate. How does that make you feel? Do you feel like you failed as a nurturer? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I do. 
I mean, it's a good job that we've still got like tomatoes. And I love, peppers. I love. So Jack came out this morning of our house and he looked to the left, immediately looked at the tomato plant and went, look, red one. That yeah. one's ready there. <laughs> that one's good. That one red tomato is giving Jack life. Mm. And then you turn to the cucumber plant and you're like, look at that poor sod. Yeah. Like it looks saggy and it's brown. It gave us one ugly cucumber. <laughs> and now it's gone. <laughs> well, it's still there. The plant's still there. I watered it today. But what's going on with that plant? And how how do you how do you live? How do you sleep, Jack? Knowing <laughs> that you failed that cucumber plant. <laughs> Don't do this to me, Joe. You need to go and put it in the sun now. Okay. What sun? Well, that's the other thing, isn't it? But it's, it's it's under the porch. You can't. It's got no sun. Listen, don't don't guilt trip me anymore it's on got the cucumber. Got a spider web on it. It's grown into a hideous. You haven't even trimmed the specimen. The ugly branches off now. I'm tempted just letting to just, it rot. I'm tempted to just cut it from the don't base and start again. It. No, don't give up. No, not give up. Just start again. No, don't cut the whole thing off. Cut the no, cut the bad bits off. Yeah. Yeah. Because you cut the tomato plant too short didn't you i've got to say on the on the cacti front we're doing a bit better that's thanks to me all right fine <laughs> i may i may have killed every we other figured cactus that plant we me had. and jack were both watering the plants on separate days and wondering why the cacti were... i feel like that was a mutual kind of it was a mutual error. thing but then i had to stop you yeah every time i saw him going to water them i was like don't touch them they like to be dry <laughs> i just spit on them now as i walk past <laughs> yeah <laughs> and now we've got root rot on a couple of um aloe vera plants and wow we really are old yeah we're, the way we're talking about this it's just like guys if you feel sad in your life grow a plant yeah. nurture it take care of it take responsibility especially like a vegetable plant or a strawberry plant or something because you get to eat the reward and that is that's that's amazing feeling this is why farming and can we get a strawberry plant today i really want a strawberry plant if you want i'm not i'm not a big fan of the uh of the strawberries but we can get i love strawberries and they are so expensive in japan they are that's why it's so rewarding if you can grow stuff yourself like if you can just imagine being self-sufficient like totally self-sufficient i would love that oh there's a lady the in my class I totally forgot to tell you and I told her that that was my dream mm. because she told me that she grows all sorts of stuff in her garden that was her news of the week to tell me she grows cucumbers watermelon um pumpkins corn whoa yeah everything and also like you know the, the normal stuff like tomatoes and all that stuff yeah peppers beans everything could you She's bring us some totally and she lives really close to here and I said to her, that's my dream. I said, you're, in, you're an inspiration to me. Yeah. I said, and there's a difference. I said, experience. Like I said, you've spent years trying to master like how to grow the perfect vegetables and fruit and plants. I said, me and my husband did it and killed the cucumber plant. And I need to show them a picture of that cucumber because she will think that's absolutely hilarious. And I bet she'll tell me exactly <laughs> what's wrong with it. Probably. Too much water or not enough sun or something. Yeah, I bet it's something really simple. But I've got to say, this year, the let's say the tomatoes have been very successful, whereas last year they weren't successful. So it's all... But it's the all cucumbers done. were successful last year. Yeah. So, and so are the peppers. It's all, it's all just a big learning process. 
Yeah, and we got just like this year. I'm very the automation on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jack did a little boo boo with the automation. I did. I made a, a little um, little technical error, but it's fine. We fixed it. We fi- well, you fixed it. Got there in the end. Just did a quick Google and figured it out. I've got to say, Joe, I've, I've rather enjoyed this podcast. Yes, I do like it when we have quite um, deep conversations. Or, yeah. Um, yeah. Jack Jack did history at university, so he often tells me things like this, and I find it very interesting. Yeah, it's it's nice to find out that kind of information, uh, particularly in the kind of area that we live in. It feels more important. Yeah, because you because we often look around and like, oh wow, I wonder how long that's been there, or like, there definitely feels like. Like, I was going to say time, <laughs> like time has happened. It, fe- it feels lived in for many, many years. Yeah. Like you can, you can feel the history, you can feel the, you know, a lot of it was ruined. A lot of it is rebuilt. That's true. Um, I also get a feeling as well that the, because of the nature of Japan and the way that everything is kind of, um, it, it's been magnetized or pulled towards the south or you know like tokyo and mm. you know that kind of busier areas that in let's say 10 years time 15 years time you can't be certain that these areas are still going to even exist no. they, they might they might be just ghost towns which is kind of sad so but this is the life know. this is what people don't realize this is the lie yeah, this is the thing that would fulfil people who don't yeah. feel like they have yeah. meaning in their life, which is yeah. so ironic. Oh, but, I think so. You know. But, you know, people want different things, don't they? But nurturing something over a long period of time, I think mm. that is that is life. Anyway, we're getting too deep here. Yeah, Let's go, end it. We're going off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> we're going off the rails. Off the rails. <laughs> off the rails on a Sunday. It's Saturday. Anyway, thanks for joining us for episode two. Yeah. We uh, had fun. Yeah, we did. It was great. Hope Hope you you come back Mm -hmm. for episode three. It's only going to get better. Oh, yeah. That's what I say. We should have an email address and ask people to send in. That's a great idea. Things, questions, or like maybe stories or little, you know. I like that idea. Mini stories about their experiences or, Mm. you know, anything really. Okay. We'll we'll set that up. We'll, We'll make it a thing. Make it a thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay, let's end it there. Okay. Thanks, thanks for listening. Guys. We'll see you. Speak to you soon. <laughs> we won't see you. We'll speak to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Bye.